When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's yeah. your douchebag Thank today? Thank you. Thank you for asking. It's Patrick Dempsey. What? I know. This is big because this is Grey's Anatomy drama. <clears throat> oh, so we are indulging. Listen, indulging. I, but but this everybody knew when this all happened, and now oh. we know even more. So I need you. Okay. Okay. You. I'm here, Colleen. Mm-hmm, that's me. Are the resident dedicated fan of Grey's Anatomy? Yes. So this is not new news. No, this is super not new news, um, but it is kind of newish news because Patrick Dempsey is, you know, part of part of a larger subject of a book. It's called How to Save a Life, the Inside Story of Grey's Anatomy, which I'll be pre-ordering. And the book, by the way, is by a reporter for Entertainment Weekly, I'm going to say, I believe. Anyway. This this book is coming out, and the book is is telling all kinds of things about the history of Grey's Anatomy, the early years of Grey's Anatomy, and then some of the things that you might wonder about, like, why did they kill Patrick Dempsey's character off? He was a very important character in the show. He was McDreamy. He was McDreamy, and he was, you know, sort of iconic in that role. He had, a, and he, when, when the show started, he was arguably not even arguably he was the biggest star he was the person he was the most recognizable name the most recognizable face but about 11 seasons in things started to go a little bit sideways with patrick dempsey and that's why he's my d-bag because the way he was apparently conducting himself we had whiffs of this but no confirmation but this book is offering us some sort of confirmation um one of the writers says Shonda needed to get somebody in as a showrunner for 14 episodes because there were HR issues. It wasn't sexual in any way, meaning Patrick Dempsey wasn't like sexually, uh, you know, assaulting or harassing people, but he was terrorizing the set. So he had like an attitude of, of aggravation that was sort of seeping out in many ways. Those are my words, not the words of the of the writer. Um, and, and this writer said some of the cast members had all sorts of PTSD with him. He had this hold on set where he knew he could stop production and scare people. The network and studio came down and we had sessions with them. I think he was just done with the show. He didn't like the inconvenience of coming in every day and working. And he and Shonda were at each other's throats. So we'd heard rumblings of this. He didn't like the inconvenience oh, of working every you. day. Okay, so I'm going to read to you what Patrick Dempsey said, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Can't wait. I know. 
He said, it was hard to say no to that kind of money. How do you say no to that? It's remarkable to be a working actor and then on top of that, be on the show that's visible. And then on top of that, to be on a phenomenal show that's known around the world, to play a character who's beloved around the world, it's very heady. It was a lot to process and not wanting to let that go because you never know whether you will work again and have sex. Uh, so sorry, success again. <laughs> but he had also said it's 10 months, 15 hours a day. You never know your schedule. So your kid asks you, what are you doing on Monday? And you go, I don't know, because I don't know my schedule. Doing that for 11 years is challenging. But you have to be grateful because you're well compensated. So you can't really complain because you don't really have a right. You don't have any control over your schedule. So you just have to be flexible. It's a kind of poor me experience that we're hearing. And it's... um not recognizing some privilege in there. Sounds like Patrick Dempsey had an ego problem. Which has is an ego problem yeah. that Patrick Dempsey is like, I know that I have it good, but I'm still going to complain about it anyways. And that's basically what he said. He was like, they just kept throwing money at me, so I hated it, but I kept doing it, which, I yeah, I, you know, he's right. How do you walk away from that money? But But then... It's incumbent upon you as a human being who's working in community with other human beings who are all also, by the way, working the exact same schedule with the exact same set of circumstances, right? For a lot less money. For a way less money. a lot less money. Then it's incumbent upon you to figure out how to adjust your attitude so that you can exist in that ecosystem. But you don't get to walk around and make other people uncomfortable because you're angry with your situation. Well, it's actually kind of pathetic. Oh, it's so pathetic. It's pathetic on Patrick Dempsey's part because, like you said, Colleen, and this kind of goes with everybody. You have a choice on how you're going to act in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. Mm Mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey made a choice based on money, based on ego, based on a number of things to take that job at Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. So then it's incumbent upon you to decide, you know what, even if I'm having a bad day, even if I'm tired, I'm just going to rally because there are hundreds of people who are employed on the set of Grey's Anatomy who have it just as hard as I do and who are getting compensated a lot less. Why don't you talk to the production assistant that you're probably yelling at? Right. Who's getting paid, you know, pennies on the dollar for by you. Right. And you're and, and for, by all accounts, you know, I read I read from uh, another person on the crew who basically was like he could shut down production. Yeah. And he probably did. And that inconvenienced and upset other people who, to your point, pro- were making were. No question, making way less than he was. And probably also had families who also had children who are also asking them, when are you going to be home parental unit? Well, and that's the thing I think that fries me the most is that that he's, well, first of all, it does it matters if people have children. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but, but everybody has obligations to other people outside of their oh, yes. work life. Yeah. So whether it's your kid or whether it's your spouse or whether it's, you know, your parent or whether it's your best friend who you don't have time to see, whatever that those those important relationships are around you, it is truly the same feeling of obligation. I can't do the things that I want to do. I'm not able to do. I have no predictability. Everybody's experiencing that at the same time. Mm-hmm. But that's also part and parcel to the job. And if you signed on for the job, that's kind of what you signed on for. You don't have to like it. But you can't let that command you 
to the place where you are evil to the people you work around. And that's the piece. So this is like a confirmation of what we all knew happened because we knew he was killed off for a reason or he died for a reason because they couldn't bring him back. Now they did for those like quick little whiffs in this last season, which was lovely, fine. But it was a hallucination. It was a hallucination. It wasn't real. But also, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of fans were really excited to see him. I was like, yeah, but I know he was a jerk to everybody. So I hope he was at least nice when he showed up. He probably was. He probably was delightful. Well, yeah, because he only probably had to show up on set for a couple of days. But then think of what that did to the people who worked with him at a different time when he wasn't so kind. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? That had to have been a real weird culture experience. Well, yeah, and if you were uh, if you're working with Grey's Anatomy and it seems like a lot of people have stuck around working on Grey's Anatomy for a really long time. Uh-huh. Like, oh god, Patrick's coming yeah. back for a couple days. Yeah. <sighs> Luckily, most of his <laughs> shots were with just, well, actually all of them, I think, were just with Ellen Pompeo. So they were probably the ones that had to settle the score and the rest of everybody. It was just crew members who probably were like, oh, great. Oh, yeah, the key grip is probably like, Yeah, exactly. So that D-bag is on behalf of all those people who had to work with a whiny, upset Patrick Dempsey. And I'm sad about it because he's McDreamy. Yeah, a single tear is not shed for Patrick Dempsey this afternoon. Okay.